Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection. The Ways of Brother Lawrence Continued. Permit me to add yet another stroke to this portrait from the hand of a great master who was more enlightened by the light of an excellent faith he shared with Brother Lawrence than by all the knowledge found in the wisdom of Athens. You may think it inappropriate to include masters and doctors here along with a simple lay brother. Yet we find in the simplicity of his words what the greatest lights of the church have taught concerning the purity of Christian practices what others have drawn from Jesus Christ, who hides himself from the wise while revealing himself to the little ones. St. Gregory Nazianzen said that there is nothing more convincing or more powerful than authentic philosophy. For everything yields before the philosopher's nobility of spirit. If you deprive him of all the world's comforts, his wings lift him up and he flies to God, his only master. You cannot conquer God, nor an angel, nor a philosopher. Although composed of matter, it is as if he were not material, for he has no limits. Although he is a body, he lives on earth like a celestial being. He is impervious in the midst of so many passions. He allows himself to be conquered in everything except in the greatness of his courage. By yielding to those who think they can overcome him, he attains a place above them. He no longer clings to the world nor to the flesh. He makes use of life's comforts only when necessary. He limits his dealings to God and himself. His soul lifts him above all perceptible things and like a spotless mirror represents divine images naturally without any mixture of earth's coarseness. Every day he adds new insights to those already gained until he finally arrives at the source of light from which source one can draw only in the next life when the brightness of the truth has broken through the obscurity of all mysteries and the fullness of happiness is attained. We can recognize our lay brother here and all those like him. Although Brother Lawrence lived a hidden life, all people, no matter what their personal circumstances may be, can benefit from his example as given here. He teaches those involved in the world to turn to God to ask for the grace to fulfill their responsibilities, to deal with their concerns. He teaches them to turn to God in their conversations, even during their leisure time. In keeping with his example, they will be moved to thank God for his blessings and for the good he lets them do and ask pardon for their sins. This is not a theoretical devotion that can be only be practiced in the cloister. 
everyone must adore and love God. It is not possible to carry out these obligations without establishing a heartfelt exchange that makes us appeal to him in every moment. Like children who depend on their mother's constant help. This is not difficult. It is easy and necessary for everyone. In fact, the constant prayer St. Paul enjoins on all Christians consists of this. Those who fail to do it do not recognize their needs or their incapacity for good. They do not know who they are or who God is, nor our constant need of Jesus Christ. The business and dealings of the world do not excuse us from this duty. God is everywhere, and we can converse with him anywhere. Our hearts can speak to him in many ways, and with a little love, we will not find this difficult. Those withdrawn from life struggles can benefit even more from Brother Lawrence's example since they are delivered from the concerns and obligations that still occupy those directly involved in the world. Nothing can hinder them, in imitation of Brother Lawrence, from renouncing every thought except that of doing all things for the love of God and to give him, as Brother Lawrence said, all for all. They can surely benefit greatly from the example of his general detachment, his complete self-forgetfulness, to such an extent that he no longer thought about his salvation in order to devote himself exclusively to God. His indifference to every sort of work and occupation and his freedom in the spiritual exercises. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Who should look to Brother Lawrence the most? Those who are in the world, those who have business dealings, those who have jobs, or those who are in a cloister, those who have devoted themselves exclusively, primarily, to the worship of God? Well, both. And in this final part of the ways of Brother Lawrence, he's put before both groups, monks and nuns and the laity, as an example. Why? Because wherever we are, we have to agree on this, that prayer is vital, that prayer is always possible, that God is everywhere. And whatever it is we're doing, not only can we do it in conversation with God, that is, by prayer, but we can also do it for love of God. 
And what does Brother Lawrence teach us? It's not so much what we do, but how we do it. He, before he became a Carmelite friar, was a soldier. And even as a Carmelite friar, he was a lay brother, which meant his day-to-day -day operations, his day-to-day -day work was very much like someone in the world. He worked in the kitchen, and he was a cobbler. He spent a lot of time in the service of his brethren, in the material service. And he enjoyed cooking. He enjoyed making things that the friars enjoyed. But whenever he was free, his mind went to God. And so Brother Lawrence is telling us, again, it's not so much what we do, but how we do it. That is, do we do things for the love of God? Brother Lawrence wanted to do everything for the love of God. What does that mean? It means that if something was supposed to be done, if we thought, this is my calling, this is what I'm meant to do, this is the will of God for me, then if we do it because it's God's will, then we're doing it for love of him. This is where you want me, Lord. You want me in this marriage. You want me in this occupation. You want me in this work. You want me to be in this situation. You want me to be in this business dealing. You want me to do this thing. This is my duty here and there. You want me to be with this person or talk to this person. Or, this is your will right now. I wasn't looking forward to it, but this is what I'm supposed to do. And by conforming our will to God, by accepting this situation, because he wills it, then we're doing it for love of him. Love wants to do the will of the one it loves. Here I am, Lord. I come to do your will. That is the secret to holiness. That is the secret to peace. To conform ourselves to God's will to abandon ourselves to his will. And in the end, if God calls us to be a friar, that's how we'll glorify him. If he calls us to work in the world, if he calls us to have a family, then that's how we'll glorify him. The main thing is to do the will of our Father. But Brother Lawrence's secret, and what Brother Lawrence has to teach us, is that that loving obedience to God, that loving submission to God, that loving abandonment to God's will is made possible by prayer. Nothing is impossible with God. And the strength of God, the power of God becomes ours through prayer. Oh, Brother Lawrence, pray for us that we might be men and women of prayer. Pray for us that we might love to pray. We might want to pray more. That we might see that prayer and the sacraments give us the graces we need. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.